0: Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimper. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, is this your first time here? Let me give you a special shout out and a welcome. I'd love to connect with you personally. So how do we do that? You can find me multiple places on the interwebs. You can go to my Facebook group, just for the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast. Go ahead and uh, hit me up there in the group and come on in and join. We've got additional content and networking and cool stuff happening inside The community over at the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast. So, check that out. Secondly, this podcast is brought to you as always by our primary sponsor, and that is the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership and community. What is that? Who is that for? Well, that is for loan officers, should it be you, who's interested in getting serious about going to the next level in their business, getting serious about finally succeeding with some predictability with real estate agents, attracting real estate agents getting more referrals from real estate agents, building your personal brand amongst your local real estate agents to rise above the noise and get chosen as the go-to lender in your local market. Not only that, but also the Mortgage MortgageMarketing.pro membership is for those loan officers that are looking to level up their personal brand online with social media and video marketing and Facebook and ads and your Facebook business page and more. We've got a complete soup to nuts system, an entire platform to help you take the online offline to build your engagement with local real estate agents and go consumer direct and become a modern originator. How do you learn more? Hey, there's an eight minute video over at mortgagemarketing.pro that's going to give you the entire overview. Check it out if you're interested. That'll give you all the deets and I'd love to see you inside there. We also have our own private community just for pro members where we go deep with weekly coaching calls and additional exclusive content only for our pro members. So, check that out if that's in your area of interest. Anyway, so that's that. Let's get into this week's special show with our special guest, Alex McFadden. I'm so thrilled to finally bring Alex to the show. I've been watching him from afar for some time. He's yeah, he built an incredible brand for himself up in uh Vancouver, British Columbia area. What you get with Alex is professional mortgage advice and a pug. That's right. A pug. You know, the dog, the pug. You gotta hear Alex's story. It's incredibly compelling. Let me give you some quick facts just as a setup before we, you know, get into this week's episode. So in 2015, basically Alex started over from ground zero, started from scratch in his market, no referral partners, no business, no nothing. And in 2018, he helped over 204 families purchase a home in the, for the tune to the tune of 85 million dollars. Folks, three years—that's a three-year trajectory from zero to 204 families helped, 85 million. You want to know how he did it? Tune in to this episode. So Alex decided to go all in right through his reservations and decided to create a brand that includes his dog which is a pug. And now actually has two dogs, Ernie and Jax. And you hear a little bit more about them. But what a brand he's built online, Instagram. I'm putting links to his all his uh, socials in the show notes, but you can look them up on Instagram for sure. The Mortgage Pug, right? That's where you'll find him on Instagram. You'll find him on YouTube. You'll find him on Facebook. And what you'll hear from his story is that he's he's focused on the long game and he's focused on creating education, creating engagement with his community, his local community of both realtor referrals, but also his local community of potential home buyers and sellers and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, look at the results speak for themselves, right? Three short years, 85 million in production, 204 units. You got to hear this guy's story and how he's doing it. And there's a lot of ahas and takeaways in this that you can borrow and utilize for yourself. Here's the thing. Don't try and copy. As Alex says, be you, be real and make it fun, right? That's what Alex does. He makes it fun. And it's a lesson in personal branding and becoming a modern originator if you want to leverage video, digital content, and all these different platforms so that people are attracted to want to work with you, that the price sensitivity goes way down, that there's no selling. And literally you've built what is is you know the ultimate goal that I think we want, reaching out to you saying, Hey man, I need to buy a house, I saw your stuff, following you for a while. You know, you're my man, right? Let's go make it happen. So take notes if you're driving come back and listen to this the second time. Go follow Alex, check out, see what he's doing, and see what you can borrow and learn from Alex and the Mortgage Pug. So with that said, let's get into this week's show. Alex, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, my friend.
0: From far up north across the border, man, what is up
1: for (laughs) <laughs> listen, listen, I can see I can see the border from my house. That's how far away I am. I'm like oh, five minutes out. away.
0: Good. You're nice and close. You're nice and close. All right. So for the listeners who want to know who is Alex McFadden, tell by the way, did I pronounce that correctly?
1: It's McFadden, but that's okay. Totally okay.
0: Hey man, my last name's Zimfer, so trust me. All right, so tell us who you are, you know, quick background, why do you love loans, and then we'll get into it.
1: Man, all right. So obviously, you know my name now at this point right now. Most people don't even know my name. They're starting to figure it out. Most people know me as the mortgage pug which is my, my brand, if you will, my handle. And it's kind of funny how it's morphed into that where half the people happen in their phone as the mortgage bug. Why do I like a loans? I don't, I don't know that I like loans, to be completely honest with you. I like the opportunity that's serving these, these people, these families and, and achieving goals, whether it be our partners or the families. I like that side of it. I like the problem solving. I like the marketing aspect. I don't necessarily care much for the actual loans. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that sounds crazy. When I say that, I find people, what? You don't like mortgage? I mean, You know so much about it. Like, no. I actually enjoy the other aspects. So hopefully that answers your question on that. I think you asked who I am. That's a, that's a big thing. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm from way up here in Canada, way up north. I'm not sure if you had too many people on the show from that. I've been, uh, I've been licensed since about 2011, but I had, a, I had only a brief period where I was doing kind of a pseudo sales role. I didn't even know what I was doing. Left the industry, came back January 1st, 2015, after a major health incident and came back with a vengeance, joined up with a team, left the team uh, nine months later, started my own thing, and started my own team six months later, and here we are today.
0: Okay, so did I hear you correctly? You came back into the industry in 2013? I came back in 2015. 2015, sorry. 2015. All right, so real quick, give us 2018 numbers, units. What did that look like?
1: 2018, $85 million of a uh, volume, 204 uh, 204 people that we helped, or, or 204 units, whatever way you want to look at it. Yep. No, so thank was, you.
0: Thank you for that correction. I got to learn to say that because it's actually more accurate.
1: Well, it's it's <laughs> kind of funny because you know the technical definition we right. say units or deals or you know files or whatever, but we just try and shift our mindset by saying that. And I thought it was really corny at the start, but I truly believe in that mindset focus shift. Mm. And even just saying it, just saying it out loud is is impactful to the way that you feel about what you're doing. Right.
0: 100%, man. Absolutely. Uh, mindset's an interesting topic. I've been focusing on that a lot lately. But you're right. It's like, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as doing a unit, doing a loan, or you see yourself as helping a family? That shows up in how you communicate and everything you do.
1: No question. And to your point, so you're asking a little bit of our, our numbers. I, you know, the funny thing about it is, I'm going through that right now as I'm looking at my business and breaking it apart pretty in, in a lot of detail right now, doing a little bit of a review, if you will and i don't track my numbers a ton especially not throughout the year i prefer not to i don't i mean i get a general gauge as to where we are you know week by week but i prefer not to look at you know what we're closing i look at my activities and i look more on on exactly what we're doing that's achieving those results because i can't always control the outcome you know our business has, has been phenomenal we've doubled every year since 2015 so went from 10 to 20 to 40 to 85 you know our, our goals this year are, are not to actually double. My, my focus this year is to actually improving my team process and, and grow. Uh, and we'd like to improve by about 50% up to 125 for, for 2019, especially in a more challenging market that we're facing right now up here.
0: Okay, so that, this is awesome. And um, I want to pause for a second here just to highlight for those who may, listening may have not noticed. In 2015, you started from ground zero, right? Correct. Zero volume. And in three years, you, you hit 85 million over 214 families helped 204, sorry. Yep. That's some pretty fast growth, man.
1: I appreciate you saying that. When what? you stay focused on something, you can get there. Yeah, good,
0: le- good lesson right there. You said a couple of things that are actually are, are really learning gems. You're talking about the numbers. And, and I think this is a huge, huge, huge lesson. I don't want it to go overlooked. Is You said you can't control the outcome. So you focus on, essentially you said this, controlling on the activities. That's what you can control.
1: Yep. That's pretty, especially strange. when you're starting, because when you're starting and you're learning, you don't know about you know how people are going to perceive you, what type of information you're sending out or receiving, what's going to get funded, what's not going to get funded. You know, I, you know, I imagine it's the same in the U.S. as it is in Canada. We've gone through so many rule changes in the last three years and guideline changes that our mind's spinning all the time, and so I can't always control that. I can't control if someone's going to skip off on me one place or another, but I can control primarily what I'm doing day to day. Now, like I mentioned before, my goal is not necessarily to uh, double this year because now. Based on what we're doing, we know what we can do, mm. and at this point, we're starting to focus a little bit more on that efficiency. Now we're starting to break down in a little bit more detail. Okay, how can we control that outcome a little bit more? Because you can't always like you can't yeah. always control the outcome. You can always control your action. Control the controllables. Don't worry about what you can't. Right?
0: Mm. Control the controllables. That's good. Why are you focused on controlling the process? Are you just looking for to deliver even a higher level of customer experience? Hundred percent for yeah, me. It's- why is that the priority though? I want to understand why that's the priority.
1: Well I mean for years to date right now majority of our business comes from partners you know in the industry traditionally real estate agents, financial planners, uh, you know through social media friends fear that sort of thing. but I mean that's a lot of work and there's a lot of chasing involved and there's a lot of educating and a lot of it's just a lot of work mm-hmm. you know and we all know that uh, our, our database is, is, is very valuable. so in my opinion, if you, prim- if you focus primarily on that, that experience, whether it's for your partners, your clients before after during, then those people are likely to want to continue to work. I mean, this is not rocket science. Like Mm. they'll work with you more in the future. And I've already started to feel that in in my business at this point. Now, as we move in and next year enter year five, this is when I anticipate this will likely take over. And if they remember how good that experience was before, why would they ever go anywhere else? Mm. So we invest a lot of time, a lot of energy now going forward and, and before, but especially now into that experience so that, Hey, listen, I don't have to to do quite as much of that groundwork to keep our base. Our base is our database. That's how we continue to stay consistent. All the extra outsourcing and all the extra lead generation, whether it be through whatever matter, is now like icing on the cake. Really, at the end of the day.
0: Does that make sense? No, 100% makes sense. So what you're trying to do is is really, or if I can use the word organically, organically grow your business by delivering a kick-ass customer experience that's going to get people talking about you, keeping them loyal, building a fence around them, essentially disrupt proofing your business. <laughs> yeah.
1: There you go. There you go. And it's it, and it's so true. I mean, again, I'm, I'm repeating what almost anybody would probably say about this who's been in the industry for a period of time is that, you know, serving and, and taking care of your past clients is it's a significantly easier sale than than taking on someone new that doesn't know you. It's, it's you know, whenever someone calls like, hey, Alex, I, I need help with this. Like, can you do it or can you not? It's not like, hey, you know, I want to go check out this lender, this lender, this lender, this lender. It's like, Alex, you do it for me as opposed to them you know, hustling around. And then it's just a matter of taking care of them again. And that's
0: easy. What's, what's an insight into maybe one area you've, you've highlighted as a
1: process that you're definitely going to improve on? What are we going to improve on? So we believe that one of our highlights is customer communication. So mm-hmm. client communication and, and what's going on here, what's going on there, how's that happening, what's happening, the different ways that we do it through videos, through text, through email. We want to just get better at that consistently. So we're going to focus on our strengths and we're going to continue to operate in, in those parameters once we've we've hammered our strengths down and we feel super confident then we'll start to work on our maybe something that's not quite as strong that we can pick up a little bit but i truly just believe that and this has been in you know how i built my business so fast is i try not to worry too much about what i'm really not that good at i mean obviously i'll be aware of it you have to be aware but i try mm-hmm. to focus on what i'm best at so i say to people like hey listen if you if you are just terrible face to face with people and and you know you're just awkward and you're not good at it, then don't go networking. Don't go to networking events. Don't do that kind of stuff. Like, who cares? Mm. Get on the phone and dial dial on the phone and just get better than anybody else on the phone. If you're great when it comes to, you know, like doing social media, then then crush social media better than anybody else out there and just be so good at it and get get the best. Because it's only if you're at the top and if you're you're one of the best people will you actually stand out in that seat of hundreds of thousands of other people, right? Mm. So focus focus on your strengths which is actually something that I was counterintuitive what I used to believe I used to believe okay I'm not very good here I should probably get better there because it's always like a carrot like uh, I'm not very good at that maybe I should do that too we're always kind of trying to reach out to that the reality is, is let's just get really really freaking good at what we're good at and be the best mm-hmm. otherwise why the heck is someone calling you like why why should they call you really at the end of the day I, like again it's it's not you know something that anyone here hasn't or listening to this podcast hasn't hasn't heard before yeah. but let's just be better Put more energy, put more time in. I bet anybody listening to this right now can look at what they're doing and they th- what they think they're good at and realize that if they just put a little bit more time, energy, or thought into that, they can do better, which would result in a better experience for their clients, a better reason for their partners to reach out to them, and they would feel damn good about it, even if it, if it costs them a little more energy.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's kind of like that 1% improvement concept. I forget what the exact math is on that, but if you get, a, if you get like 1% better every month or something, you're, it's a 37% improvement at the end of the year. Okay, so we, so let me ask you this then. What, are, what do you consider yourself, let me take part one and then part two first. Part one, what did you identify that you perhaps weren't great at and you needed to outsource that or delegate it?
1: Technical side of the, the process. I, I, I understood it, but I wasn't good at doing it. I, I don't have a, a long enough attention span to, I mean, I had to learn it, right? Let's say the underwriting aspect. I know the process is a little bit different up here than it is in the US. Like, I don't have a underwriting or a processing center or anything. Like, We do it everything, start to finish. So I learned how to do it all. I understood it and I learned it better than anybody else, but I wasn't really great at it. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like all the detail, the monotony and back and forth on that, just on what I'm best at, which is, of course, my experience is is advising people uh, when it comes to clients. Is like having those communications, uncovering opportunities. That's what I'm good at. In addition to that is, is I love I love marketing. I love building relationships. So I love doing videos. I like doing all that kind of stuff. So right. it shows in, in, in what I do because I enjoy it. So I got better at that.
0: Yeah. And that's a nice transition into what you are great at, which is what kind of brought us here together and your, you know, kind of what's put you on the map for a lot of people is your branding, your marketing, you know, the mortgage pug, which is kind of taken on a little... let me ask you this. Did you think did you know or did you think that the whole mortgage pug thing would become what it is today? No, <laughs> no. So, so, so give us a little backstory for those that don't know, you'll see links in the show notes. I'll put images on the blog page and all that kind of stuff to add to his um, website and all that stuff. But how did that whole thing with, with the dog start?
1: He was already my dog. It's already a big part of my life. It sounds so corny, but like he was like the resident dog that whenever <laughs> any of my buddies, they talked about me instead of asking like, how are you doing? How's yeah. your wife doing? It's like, his name. it? Well, the original dog, his name's Ernie. Well, whoa whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, time out. What do you mean? Original?
1: So yeah. we got number two. We got number two. We got number two. We got two now. Yeah. We got two yeah, Two together. Yeah, we got two. They're both still around. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. They're both alive. Right. We All got a succession plan in place. Good. Yeah. It, w- it wouldn't be like, Hey, how are you doing? It's like, how's Ernie? How's Ernie? Where's Ernie? What's he doing? Why isn't he here with us? They yeah. love him because he's, he's, he's one of those creatures that he's got such a ridiculous personality. Yeah. And, and at the time that I got him, I, I think pugs are kind of more of a fad now, but when I got him, it wasn't so much yet. So it was right. kind of like this Weird creature that no one could figure out that snorted around and was just kind of, you know, in your grill. <laughs> so anyways, long story short, people would always remember me for that anyways. And then, you know, I, I, again, sorry, into 2015, about nine months in, I was like, oh, I got to rebrand myself. I got to step out. I got to do something different. And my wife said, why don't you use, she'd been saying it for months. Why don't you just use the dog, be a pug, pug mortgages or something she would say all the time. And I was like, Ah, oh, that's terrible. Like nobody's going to take <laughs> I'm going to walk in, you know, and I have a client who's buying who's a million dollar property, and they're going to look at me and be like, it's been a mortgage from this pug guy? No, no. And she's like, oh, care. cares? Like, she didn't really, you know, know her much. Just do it. Just do it. I have like, no chance. So, anyways, flashback one of the, my co brokers or someone in my company went and got a picture of my dog, sent it to the marketing person for the company, came back, had this post, said something like mortgage pug or hashtag mortgage pug on it. And she's like, I want you to post this up on your, your Facebook wall. Go post it now. See what happens. So I was like, no. Okay, fine. So I went and did it. And it was just it like, I wouldn't say viral per se, but it was it was a hit. Everybody liked it. I loved it. They're like, Oh, this is great. I love your brand. I love what's going on. I, you know, it's, it's so cool. And so anyways, yeah, it just sold me on it. I was like, let's go. Let's do it. What do I got to lose? I mean, at the time, obviously, I wasn't doing a ton of business. And I was looking for something unique. And I'm like, you know what, if that many people like it, then maybe I can focus on this younger crowd that gets it. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, that's kind of where it started off. And then it kind of took a mind of its own and we didn't really know what to make of it. I went and got a logo made and some other stuff and, you know, really just kind of started up as using him in my my images. So having that trying to focus on what we're trying to create, which is a little bit more of a fun environment. Mortgages don't have to be scary and, and boring and dry like a bank. Let's have some fun with it. We got this goofy little animal here who just focuses on on being around people. Let's have some fun, right? Mm. Let's, let's have some humility. We can take it serious. That's what I'm here for, but the dog is meant to distract you in the meantime.
0: That's really good stuff. There's a lot in there because you 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 did have some some reservations about it, right? Which is understandable. I think anybody would because you were like anybody when they're talking about you know, having a brand and standing for something, then there's a concern. Well, what are other people going to think? They're going to quote, judge me, you know? But good news is you got through that really fast. Do you tend to then, is your your target market, you know, of the younger market?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, initially when I started, you know, getting into it, my primary focus was first-time buyers and move-up buyers, so young families. That was a lot of what I was targeting at that time. And so, yeah, it definitely helped because, you know, having the dog there, a lot of people you were, were into it. I always tell people, I'm like, listen, are there people who loved it? Yes. Were there people who didn't like it? I had people who didn't want to work with me because of it. But the cool thing about that is that it eliminated people that I don't want to work with, anyways, because yeah. they have a fun attitude. They're going to be stressful and frustrating. And it's like, good riddance. And I hope you have success wherever it is you're going. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there was, a, there was some controversy. There was a lot of questions. I had some trep- trepidation. It took me a little while before I fully. Fully went into it, and then you know what? I just dove right in. Because there's yep. no point in doing something unless you're going 100 percent all in? So, right. everything from you know posting videos. So I post, you know, when I started, it was like back in you know 2015, 2016, I started posting monthly videos, just educating people because I primarily just wanted to focus on a couple things. One, you know, the first-time buyers and move buyers, and what did I know about them is that the information is difficult, confusing to understand and take in, mm-hmm. and nobody is out there really explaining it in a way which is easy to understand. In addition, I had a lot to learn. So I learned it. Then I I put it out to the, the public, and I just had a video with me and my pug. So <laughs> that was how we started.
0: So and uh, like I said, for those listening, you have to go over to the the blog page or check the show notes for it. For we've got links to like all your videos because you've got quite a library. You've got a YouTube channel that's just it's it's rocking, man. I love that. It's stacked up with, like you said. I think you started with videos like 2015, right?
1: yep if you go back and whenever you know we this is a hot topic right now the video thing you know i've been obviously hitting this for a few years it's a hot topic but if you go back and watch my first videos man they were bad like i looked awkward uncomfortable not sure myself welcome
0: to the club man
1: right we all do yeah yeah so that was i mean just like anybody else it was it was the way it is but we just we started looking at that and saying it's working because i kept learning more and more i kept educating more and more and then i became you know like People would look for my information or regular realtors. Would say, hey, are you putting out a video on this? Are you putting out a video on this? Clients would, my past clients would be like, Are you putting out a video on the change of the rates? Are you putting out, you know, whenever there's any major events? Yeah, 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 of course. It's coming to your inbox. So now I have to do it. Wow. In addition, we just said, you know what, let's do a video once a week, and then any any major event that occurs, and that was kind of like through 2017, continued through 2018. And then we started adding in things like, you know, live videos, interviews. Awesome for you to do this podcast, but I, if I had the capacity right now, I would be doing that with you as well. But it's just about education, man. That's it.
0: Right, right. 100% education. And it's interesting to hear the, the response from the audience, referral partners alike, is that there's this expectation and dependency now. They look forward to your content. Oh my God, that's the holy grail,
1: you know? Oh, no, no question. They were like, you know, when is this video coming? Can you teach me how to do this? Can you do, you know, whatever. I've done now probably about 10 presentations. I'm actually speaking at the BombBomb Bomb conference, if anybody's going up in Colorado, which is going to be awesome. I don't even know how they invited me, but I'm excited to watch and listen from all the other folks who are doing video stuff. If you're not going, I think it's like 14 tickets left. Whoever gets on board, you should be there. Oh, wow. Anything social media or video related in real estate or mortgages or insurance, that's where you need to be. Anyways, that was a quick plug.
0: No, that's a good reminder because I've had Steve Passanelli on the podcast and that's I think in May in Denver? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna put links to the show notes. we had another podcast where we talked about that as well. And I plan on being there, God willing. There's I gotta after this, I'm I gotta go buy my ticket. So, all right, cool. All right, where was that gonna go? I wanna think about this. So you start with the with the with the dog, the pup. What are what are both of their names again? Ernie and
1: Oh, Ernie and Jax. Jax was adopted, so we didn't have a choice in the name. So those are the, the two dogs. We, we built them into our brand. It just became our focus. And then everything that we do around that was built in. Okay, what makes people feel good? How do we make them feel good? I know there's some people who have some pretty cool processes and, you know, we're learning from them and so forth. But it was just in our mind, it's like, is this going to help people? Is this going to make them feel happy? You know, let's continue to... That's like our, our, our North Star that's guiding us all the time is that kind of humility and that fun, right?
0: Yeah, well, you've got a thousand followers on your Facebook page right now. Your YouTube channel—I mean, you're building an audience, right? And that's the key. And you're making it fun. Oh, I was going to go back to for the younger people—they do find the, edu- the 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 information, you know, confusing, and the home buying process is challenging, and all that kind of stuff. So you're definitely leading with education and content on that. I, I was going to ask you: Can you? Do you have a sense? And this is—I I hate the question, right? Of like, you know, hey, like the ROI tracking deals from social and all that stuff. But what have you noticed in terms of a Do you get organic business coming to you? 100%.
1: So brand recognition. So I'm, I'm most active on Instagram, mm-hmm. then Facebook. I post everything on YouTube. Full disclosure, I haven't spent the time to build the subscriber list. It's kind of like my dictionary right now. Or sorry, it's kind of where my library is at this point right now. That's, right. The, next, that's the next step right now is now that I've got all this content, let's, let's start amping that up and getting people on there, which is what I'm, I'll, I'll be keying on later this year. But uh, with that being said, you know, specifically what is my ROI? Yeah, I'm sure I could look at people and say, like, they got me from Facebook from here or there or whatnot. But what I actually know that it, it helps me is my existing relationships become stronger, the people that connect with me. I try to connect with everybody on Instagram or through through my business page or whatever, and they just see my face consistently. Mm. And because they see my face over and over and over and over again, they're gonna consistently think of me. And so what happens is it's a long game for me. Like I don't right. do online, I don't do online leads, I don't do anything like that. But I mean, it's the same effect as like going out consistently in public. If I'm consistently going to like a, a community event or, or a gym or something of that nature all the time and I'm talking to the same people, eventually they're going to be like, oh, it's Alex. Maybe we got to talk to Alex about that, right? It's mm-hmm. the same thing, but I'm just in front of that same group of people and more online, which is exactly where you want to be, you know, at the end of the day, where they are, be where they are. So, yeah, I do. I probably get between three to five contacts a week through social media in some capacity, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn now.
0: Well, the thing I want to point out about those contacts, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know this from interviewing other people that are on a similar path as you, is there's like zero selling on those contacts. There's much reduced price sensitivity. And it's pretty much when they reach out to contact to you, that's like, I've been consuming your content. Hey, I'm ready to
1: go. Is that true? 100%. Yeah. All the, so, so I get agents who reach out to me all the time. They want to work with me. I mean, I probably get a new... like I did just got off a call about an hour ago from a new referral from a new Agent that I've never worked with before because she's saw my stuff on a regular basis and she trusts that I'm I'm an authority in in the field, which is like, listen, there's no hiding anything here, guys. I'm not selling you on anything. Yes, I want you to use me for for your services and I want to support you in your journey, but there's no selling. Like, no selling. Like I don't have to go up to somebody and be like, hey, I want you to work with me. I just don't do that. I hate doing it. So it's just more or less like, hey, listen, this is the content, this is what I do, this is what I where our information is. If you like this, my only ask would be that you you talk to me when it comes time to to buy a property or refinance or invest or something of that nature, because I've given you that value up front. So if you could you know, chat with me about it, if it's not the right fit, then I'll honor that and you go where you need to go. And that's it. No sales at all.
0: So I noticed you'd also do... Do you have a regularly scheduled Facebook Live kind of program?
1: So yes, I had a regular scheduled Facebook Live from last June through December. And my objective actually going into 2019 was to continue that and amp it up in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I. In lieu of doing that, I put my focus, I moved my focus a little bit just to start the year on my team. Because a big, big, big focus for me, again, as I discussed this year, was to get back into focusing a little bit more down on our systems team process. We did let go of a member. We brought two members in. So I had to focus on my primary objectives. So I continued to do my standard videos and continue to work on my team. We will be ramping back up and getting back into that as well as a podcast and a regular scheduled live. Uh, going into the second half of 2019 this year but we're doing very very well with what we have at the moment so we're quite happy with the uh the current results of the the actions Mm -hmm. and so at this point right now that would be a that would be like the icing on the cake that's the objective to get there
0: yeah that's awesome man actually i want to make
1: a point of that because your question is probably pertaining to what were the results and answer your question it was more about me maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't but i want to talk about that go ahead yeah (laughs) if you are so think about it this way if you're this is good for a local area so if you are in a local area you're in which city are you in I'm in, Ve- I'm in Vegas. Okay, so you're, you're in Las Vegas. Then what I would recommend is if you're someone who wants to create an, an influence in that an area, then what you would do is you would figure out what it is that people care about. There's two sides to that. One, figure out what people actually care about what they're looking to hear. But more importantly, to do the live interview with the people that you want to work with. That's really where you want to go with it. So figure out how you're giving them value. So listen, Mr. Life Insurance Agent or Realtor or Financial Planner or whoever it is that you work with or business person, I want to give you a platform. I've got an audience of X amount of people that are watching and consuming our audience at a regular day. Let's do a 30-minute show. And we're going to give value to all these other people. And I'm going to help you get your, your business out there. In exchange for that, you, you don't ask for anything. You don't ask for nothing at all. And these people naturally they they're more likely to want to work with you, and in addition, you're creating value for them.
0: Right, and you're connecting yourself with a lot of local influencers, and that's got a whole ripple effect and all that stuff.
1: Everybody sees you. Yeah, yeah,
0: no doubt. Are you trying to become the digital mayor of your kind of town area? Yep, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, I think you're doing a good job of it. From what I can tell, man, from a distance, that's awesome. Okay, in the last few minutes we have, I also so it's funny, you know, so for those listening who. Are apprehensive about going all in like you have on a particular channel, a brand, or whatever. Give them a quick coaching session. Help them get over and understand. Let me, let me, let me couch it this way. This is actually a better setup. I've talked to, I'm sure you've heard it. I've talked to a number of LOs. I'll give you a real life examples. Somebody says to me the other day on a coaching call, Well, I'm not on Facebook and I really don't plan to be. Or I've been in this business for 18 years and I've never needed social media. So tell me why I need social media. All right. Alex, you tell them.
1: So here's the thing. On a coaching call, you might have a little challenge. But I tell people, don't do something that you're not going to do. If you're not going to do it, don't bother with it, right? But what I did say before, which is first thing that anyone does is when they get a referral or they get a recommendation, is they're going to look you up either on Google or on Facebook. So you got to be somewhere. You got to be seen. You got to be visible. Listen, if I see a, if I get a real real estate agent's contact information. First thing I do with my client sends me their name is I'll Google them up. If I don't find them, I'm going to start asking some questions. If I start asking questions, I'm looking for opportunities to refer that that client to somebody else. And not because I don't want to. Of course, I'm not going to try and take away a relationship or anything of that nature. But I'm going to wonder to myself, is this person really full-time? They really have a business. It's like having, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, if your name was in the yellow pages, did you actually have a business? It was out of your garage, right? Could you be legitimate? You're not legitimate if you're not online, first of all. Second of all, just pick one place, one place, I don't care what it is, pick one and just do it really well. One. And in addition to that, whatever you're doing, make sure it's real to who you are. Don't try and be the mortgage pup, don't try and be the mortgage goat. I don't know what it is, but, but just, just, just be you, man. Just be whatever you are. People are, people liked you for the last 18 years. They're going to still like you as long as you're acting like who you are and you're yourself. It's just like anything else. It's a progression. You get better and better and better. The second thing I always say to anyone is that the social media stuff for me, like here's the thing, the social media stuff for me is really at the end of the day, it's a, it's complimentary. Okay, so you have to be damn good at what you do. You better be focused on what you do and be the best at it, and know that you work as hard as you can. Otherwise, that's all fluff. Because I see guys come, like they're they like you know mortgage people and all this kind of stuff, like coming up. Oh, I got all these followers. Great, it's not doing anything because once you get the people, you capture the information. You're not doing anything with it. You're not, you're not, or you're not doing a good job or you're not, you know, showing up. So you got to be really good at it. It's kind of like having like you know big muscles or, or steroids. It's like what you can't push the weight. So what's the purpose? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So that's right. one of the big things I, I say to people is get really good at what you do, have your process figured out, or at least focus on that one thing and then start hitting your social media. With that one thing, make sure that everything that you do provides some form of value. I don't want to hear you selling. Like, don't sell out. Tune out just like that. If people don't, if you don't, in the first say ten seconds of a video, if you don't capture their attention in a way that's interesting to them and helps them, and they have they don't want anything to do with you, and they'll probably tune out for the rest of your videos. Mm. One bad video is equal to everything else, or one bad piece of content.
0: How how do you get good? How do you flex your social media muscles? How do you stay sharp? Stay, you know, in tune to you know, be a good content marketer.
1: The people that are listening to this right now are trying to get better at their business. They care. So they're going to get better no matter what, whether it's for me or someone else. But they're spending the time and the energy to listen to something which might benefit their business. So they're already a step ahead as far as that's concerned. It's the same thing in any part of your life or business. So what you want to do is you want to focus on listening to podcasts, reading information. There's so much out there. It's insane. Like, go, go look at, you know follow a, a podcast, Social social Media Marketing World or something yeah. like that, I think it was called. And, yep. and he's got so, so much content out the yin-yang. It's, it's just listen to half of it and implement a little piece. That's a good yeah. way to start, but you just got to get better.
0: No, hundred percent. Actually, I just got back from that conference. It's one of the best ones I think I've ever been to.
1: I wanted to go to that. I wanted uh, to go to that. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing I would say is just like anything else, man, you just have to keep doing it. You have to yeah. keep practicing. Like I, like, like I said, to people, I strike out all the time, like yeah. all the time on so much stuff, but I'm just constantly trying and trying and trying new things. Like I have videos that I spent so much time on and I'm like, oh man, like five people watch that. What the heck? Yeah. And then I'll have like this silly post of me and my dog or something and it'll, it'll be all over the place. It's like, ah, what do the people want? But stay in tune with what people want and just stay focused on, on doing the, the task. Like keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Because if you're just giving up because someone didn't pick it up, then you know, you're obviously not ready to, to, to move forward. And you said something earlier as well is you're in it for the long game, and that is this
0: game, awesome. right? Creating a brand, building a engagement and an audience, a trusting people following you on social media. That doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, man.
1: So we started this episode, and I'm I'm taking over your job for a second here, right, but we started right. this episode talking about mindset. Yes. And I tell people that when people ask me, like, what's you know, what made you successful? Is it because of realtors? Is it because of social media? Like, none of that stuff, man. It's because because in my mind, I know that what at that part po- that point where I know that it's so hard and I'm like, I want to give up, or this is you know, that, 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 you know, for the last six weeks, I've been working like 12, 15 hour days. And I'm like four years into my career because of various different things. And I know that I could give up at 10 hours or eight hours or six hours every day. But I keep hustling and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to be better, and then I rise to the cream of the crop. Listen, I'm the guy that calls. I get the you know the files complete. Now I'm back at a point where I can come back down to earth because I put in the work, I put in the time. So your mind will generally tell you to stop doing something. It's scary to do the you know the, the video. It's scary to go talk to someone. It's scary to to screw up a file. It's scary to get a a crappy phone call or call a client and say, hey, listen, like this this didn't work out and it's my fault. Like give, you know do those things. But you know at the end of the day, the only way you can do that is if you focus on keeping your mind focused on the task at hand and what you're trying to achieve and what your goals are. I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, so I'll kind of slow it down here a little bit. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. Understand what you're trying to achieve, how you're going to get there, and just keep trying, keep pushing. When it gets hard, that means you've got to keep going. You mm. can't stop at that point. It's the point when it gets hard, is which is, is basically your body's telling you stop. That's the point you have to go further. That's why they have those crazy marathon runners and there's only one out of a million people who can do it because those guys turn that part of their brain off and just keep rocking. Mm, that's what it takes to be successful in anything
0: yeah and before we close out i also want to make the point is that you're still active in your local market i notice you do like first-time homebuyer seminars what do you call that oh, yeah. be- beers and home buying what do you call that
1: we do beers and home buying yeah we do that usually three four times a year i do a couple other seminars very active yeah i yeah. sit down and, and and you know i hear people talk about is it worth sitting down with a new agent or a more experienced agent or anything i'm not too big for anything like I sat down with a guy yesterday that started three weeks ago. I'm like, great, let's sit down. Let me help you out. Let me put you in the right path and, and help you out. And I, I think as soon as you think, again, you're too big for a $50,000 loan versus a, an $800,000 loan, then you got problems.
0: Mm, interesting, good. And that all comes back to mindset. You're in it for the long term. And like you said earlier, you love helping people. It's helping families. It's not doing units. And you know, you're making a positive difference. And I bet you believe as well. And I totally understand and get that you don't like the, the mechanics, let's say, of, of doing loans. But I'm going to venture to guess you believe that your advice makes a difference
1: in somebody's life. Oh, 100%. 100% percent. Yeah, I know the mechanics. Don't get me wrong, like I understand what's happening, but I just don't enjoy doing it at all. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Know your lane, stay in your lane. That's
0: awesome. All right, well, listen, we're going to put links in the show notes, uh, Alex McFadden and uh, the Mortgage Pug. So if anybody wants to just if you're on your phone right now and you can't wait, you can Google that and bring it up. Any other suggestions for where people should connect with you? Instagram, right? What's your it's, handle? Yeah,
1: find me on Instagram. Honestly, I don't let everybody on my personal Facebook page. I get a lot, of, a lot of requests on there. You can follow my business page, you can follow my personal page, send me a DM if you want to that's usually the best place to get a hold of me. And any questions you have, I'll be happy to get back to you.
0: Awesome, man. I can't say thank you enough. I know it's been a while for us to finally get this going, but I'm
1: glad we did. Right on, Jeff. Appreciate it, brother.
0: You bet, man. And listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, please let us know how to share the love on the interwebs. You know that. Give us a little review wherever you're listening to this. And we thank you for tuning in. As always, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.